Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Yo! My man, just up from a nap, and I am hello, hello, hello. slow to wake up. Can you hear me? Hello, hello, hello. Yes. There Church. you are. Hi. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Hi. Sorry, no, it was my fault. It was oh, my fault. it was your I'm fault. In. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was on me. All yep. Right. I, uh, actually, my wife, I'm blaming her because she messed with the uh, the volume controls on my on my headphones, so I blame her. <laughs> you ki- you right kids are meddling with dad's equipment. Exactly. Yes. Wow. With that, we say, here we go. Okay. All right. I wasn't very good myself today. No. Say hello, everybody, to Paul Charchian from GuillotineLeagues.com, where I have ended my watch yeah both leagues a victim of the bipocalypse chart it was the bipocalypse it got me no did but it just gives me time now to organize a new league and to respawn like a guy, like a kid putting more quarters into the Zaxxon machine <laughs> at 7 Eleven circa 1986. Uh, uh. I'm going to call my shot right now, Zabe. Uh, it is the 25th of September as we are recording. It is the 26th when people are hearing this. I'm winning the Whiskey League. Wow. My, my team words. My team is freaking awesome. And <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody's gonna take me down. Let me uh let me hear your league then. Let me hear your team, here's I my, should say. Here's, all right, here's the roster. You ready? Yeah. I got I got Jalen Hurts, one of the three best quarterbacks as my quarterback. I'm deep at running back, which is a luxury nobody else can say. I have Kenneth Walker, Saquon Barkley, Ramondre Stevenson. I'm deep at wide receiver. I have Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Devonta Smith. That's an impressive setup. Now, oh, I man. got a problem at tight end. I got to solve that, but I got the rest of the season to figure that out. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty fucking strong right there. So where have you been coming in week to week? Uh, well, I'll tell you exactly. I'll go to the league. Go uh, right to- I am the second highest scoring team behind Josh. Trying to go back to back Josh. on us. We should have kicked him out. I think we had the right idea to begin no. with. We needed him out of this league. No, no, that would that would have been a bad move. He's got a good it team. Uh, just up I to know. you to stop him. So uh let's see. Josh has Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, Fournette, Josh Reynolds, Bre- Reynolds, Brandon Cooks, Ugh. Tyler Lockett, Chase Claypool, Gerald Everett. Now that's maybe that was just who he started this week. I don't know. I don't know why they yeah, listed this way. 
Yeah, well, that it's it's showing you his starters from last week, and he's probably got some better people on the ba- on the bench. Yeah, he's got Miles Sanders and Justin Jefferson not accounted for oh, in that group. Okay. Yes, so it's uh, a pretty good team. Yeah. So, how is fantasy seven weeks in? We talked about this last week. It was down a bit. Is it picking? Yeah. Up? No, still down. Scoring's way down across the board. The unders have hit in like 68, 70% of these games. Um, it's just scoring's down, Zabe. And the game, honest to God, the game is just, it's not, it's not a great product this season. We talked about it a little bit last week. The product's not great right now. Well, there's, there's that. And then there's the aesthetics of the game and there's the mechanics of the game. You know, there was a there was a delay for a review in the Packer Commander game that took forever with Land Clark and his crew, and it was a dumb review where you're like, okay, bro, he lost it barely, he landed on the ground, he had it again, Mm -hmm. then it got poked out. What the fuck are you looking at? And it took forever. Well, and the thing is, isn't the whole point of review? That if it's got to be like clear and obvious, and if it's not clear and obvious in 90 seconds, then what are we doing here? I know. That's the thing. And I, you and I are old enough to remember when they used to put a timer on these reviews. I and be like, I oh, do. there's a limited amount of time. And it's like, they would always go over the amount of time. And the excuse from those who still like replay is, well, you got to get it right. If you're going to stop the game, then once you've stopped the game, you got to get it right. Well, it doesn't always fucking get it right. And man, there was an egregious one in college in the uh, Wisconsin-Purdue game where Purdue was clearly stopped before the goal line. And then they reviewed it and they go, oh yeah, no, that's a touchdown. They, They gave him a touchdown on the field. They reviewed it forever. And then they upheld the bad call after all that time. Are you still with me, Church? Yeah, I'm. No, I'm still here. Okay. I'm just listening. Yep. No, that's fine because uh, I, I've been having connection issues. I didn't know if you'd said that you had dropped out. So yeah, so it it, it just offends me on so many levels because I'm so anti-replay and the you, logic you of re- well, the logic of replay fails in that you can't review things like false starts which would have been really handy for the Browns, (laughs) right? Yes. Well, and Belichick has said this from the beginning. Why don't you make it so we can, we can, we can challenge anything. And I, to me, that's more of a challenge thing. Like if you're going to, if why not make it so coaches can challenge whatever they want pass interference being a perfect example, which is terribly subjective and has all kinds of variabilities built into it and changes the outcome of games all the time. They tried that for a year thanks to whiny ass Sean Payton and the Saints, and how did that work out? So poorly, they got rid of that option after a fucking year, which is exactly what me and others said was going to happen. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm not as opposed to replay as you are. I'm opposed to how they do it now. And I feel like if you can't see it right away, if you can't get it right away, then I don't even want to be part of it. Then you should be opposed to the whole thing. You can't be in (laughs) faith. I can't, dude. You're too smart. You're too logical. What the? Come home. Come home to hating replay. (laughs) You know you want to. When you say I'm not against replay, just, I'm against how they do it. You're against replay. I'm. I'm. Until they start yeah. doing it the way you like, you're against it. Yes. Yes. I know. I can't. I can't go there Zinni, because there's too many bad calls on yes. the field. 
and I can't put this much power into the officials because they fuck everything up all the time. I know. And then and then the bad calls get looked at, and oftentimes they get upheld as bad calls despite people's uh, gobsmacked reactions like, you didn't fix that, huh? Really? Okay. So do you, okay, do you like it better in the NBA where you get one? No, I don't like it in any league, in any application. I don't like it with green eggs and ham. I believe, <laughs> I believe like Solly once said, getting it right is overrated. <laughs> Did you ever hear him say that? No, it's outstanding, though. I it's love it. a, and by outstanding, you mean it's horrifying uh, to many people to say, what? It, How can you is, say it that is. it's overrated? And you have to think about it. You have to understand it. You have to realize uh, that all of these games are just for fun. But there's millions of dollars at stake gambling. Billions of dollars. Billions. Yes, and yes. guess what? And I say, so what? You rob Peter to pay Paul. One man's bad beat is another man's lucky win. It doesn't matter. And they're degenerates. They'll be betting on the next game anyway. You're just moving money from your left pocket to your right pocket. Yeah, I'm yeah, not worried about that. I'm not worried about that part. But they're worried about what? Teams missing things. the playoffs because of a bad call? Yeah. Still sure. happens. Holding, I holding the right penalties. Team. I, I can't I'd be like reviewed. To have the, I'd like to have the better team win more, more often than not. That's oh. not asking too much, is well, it? That, now, there's a whole different thing the better team winning because this gets at the essence of sports and it gets at the essence of whether or not the current NFL, which is mired in parity, if you yes. will, with a bunch of teams mm-hmm. at three and four and four and three, it, yeah. it gets at the heart of, well, what do you really want? What do you want? Dear sports fan, you say you want the better team to win, right? Yes. Do you want a bunch of teams that are in the middle like we have now, or do you want a handful of teams that are interesting and that everyone else knowing their role and either sucking definitively or, you know, not being annoyingly inconsistent. Yeah. You know, what's good for the, what's good for the leagues is a bunch of teams that are around 500. So their fan bases have this illusion that their team can make a playoff run. They can get there and they still have, they have a team that is, you know, interesting for the full length of the season. But in reality, most of those teams don't have a chance and they're going to get to the playoffs and fold up anyway. And it probably is just the illusion that it is. Now, there is this. I mean, you know, like the Patriots are good for sports, right? We don't have to like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, but these dynasties are good for the ethos of sports. This is what we, we talk to our grandkids about when, you know, back when Tom Brady was rolling, well, grandkids be watching Tom Brady play, so maybe that's not a good example. But you know, that's the those those the dynasties are good for sports. You certainly agree, right? Well, dynasties, but I think more importantly in the NFL is super teams. Ideally, we'd want four super teams floating on the ocean as giant battleships, two in the AFC, two in the NFC, that we know have a high chance Mm -hmm. of colliding with each other and resulting in a spectacular war for the ages at the end of it with a bunch of other ships that end up getting blown up along the way. But some of those other ships can be dangerous and maybe draw blood on the super teams. And we've kind of got that in the AFC with the Bills and the Chiefs. But as we saw last year, a fucking Bengals team can come along and sink your battleship. 
which is which is great in a lot of ways those that's the kind of drama that we all want to have right is underdogs who periodically topple these seemingly these seemingly great teams like are, are the warriors it, 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 great for, yeah if we think the underdog is worthy see what i think really is the achilles heel of a bad product in a given year for a sport and maybe the nfl's in it maybe not mm-hmm. is too much randomness We don't want as fans, especially in football, where we all as men think we know what we're watching and we have a sense of these guys are good, these guys not so much, and here's reasons on down the list. Yeah, which is, by the way, it's what I do for a living. Exactly. It's what you do, but it's what we do for hobby as well as fans. And so if a product seems to be too purely random, which I think the league is right now, the, the the Buccaneers getting worked by uh, uh, JP with PJ PJ Walker PJ yeah. Walker and the Carolina Panthers uh, the Bears going into New England and just housing a Patriot team that looked like they were starting to roll just a bit mm-hmm. if it's too random people don't like that because then you think well I'm just watching somebody pull marbles out of a bag well yeah I mean there's there's no coin flip league you and I can't start Thank the. You. the the league Thank of you. silver dollars and <laughs> you know uh, you know you know you, what there is and it's not very popular but some weirdos watch it on youtube marble racing ever seen it it's yeah it's kind of fun it <laughs> <laughs> honestly like, yeah, it's it's kinda, kinda i gotta fun. admit i kind of like to watch that it's kind of fun i mean it's a little bit like hot wheel racing and stuff the marble racing is it's kind of fun now i'm not such a degenerate that i would bet it but i i am i am like I want to know what is the what are the lifetime stats of green marble versus blue marble? You know, how about That's- how about how about the nerds that announce the races? Oh, here's Green Jag- Dragon. He's coming up on Fireball. Don't forget about Blue Ocean. Blue Ocean seems to be handling the turns pretty well. Oh, they right. announce them. They announce the shit out of them. I love it. I love it. And why not? Go have fun with it, right? Well, and that's the, the and that's the thing. If you know, if you and I grew up in an age where you could organize a marble race down a hill where you created the course out of dirt, right? And you've oh, got God, yeah. you've got you've got your phone and you've got a YouTube account and you could stream it live, you and I would a thousand percent have been doing this stuff. A thousand oh. percent. Dude, when we were kids, imagine if you and I could have done an evil Knievel. Uh, wind up evil Knievel, uh, like courses. We'd have done that in a second. Competitive courses. We'd have had that out on the driveways, right, with fire and hoops and jumps and stuff. Ah, oh, that would have been great. I'd have watched that if that was on TV. If that was on Wide World of Sports, the evil Knievel jump off, going through rings and stuff. I'd, oh, I'd have been all over that. You know, I'm now we now swerved onto something I'd never considered before, and that is, what if I grew up in this age where you had so many digital tools to do stupid nerdy shit with. And you're right. You're a thousand percent right. I'm thinking how I would probably recreate the ABC broadcast of an evil Knievel Saturday special jump. Yes. But instead of, instead it would be on my front porch and I would have set it up and I'd be playing the announcers like, you know, uh, I don't know who announced that evil Knievel, stupid snake river Canyon. Was it Jim, uh, Jim, who was the Jim who was on all those ABC? Jim McKay. Jim McKay. Jim McKay. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> I would have had a buddy. I would have dressed. I would have asked my my dad for a blazer, a yellow blazer. <laughs> yes. put, that, put that thing on. <laughs> because why not? Oh. You've got nothing else to do. See, now we're adults. We've got you know ob- obligations in in the world. We have, so, we have so many things to do and so many choices for entertainment. I got I've got a I got a friend in my circle whose uh, whose daughter nonstop watches zit popping videos of which there is a there is a cult of these where uh, and there are these there are dermatologists who become celebrity zit poppers and they are it's it's hard to watch zabe you have no idea what can come out of the human body and one poor yeah. Until you see what some of these people do. Yeah. Oh, it's oh it's god. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I, it is. I, my wife was a big fan of Dr. Pimple Popper on TV. And so I oh, happened so you to know cru- about this. Oh, I oh I crew I would cruise in on certain cases and I'd say, Oh God, honey, why are you watching this? And then twenty minutes later, I'm like, Why haven't I left just yet? <laughs> because you're right. You're like, holy shit, look at what's coming out there. Uh let's see here. Uh Evil Con Evil's first jump on wide world of sports. It was the new solo daredevil. Evil Knievel. Before we get back to racing, I'd like to introduce to you a most unusual young man. This is Evil Knievel. And- Never mind the fact he's an anti-Semite. We'll, we won't learn that for years from now. Especially <laughs> right. in sports, is to take a motorcycle up over a ramp and leap through the air some 90 feet. That's what he's going to try to do today, over 15 automobiles. Now, have you ever done 15 before, Evil? Bill, I never have. I, uh... Evil's wearing a suit and a tie like some schlump who's wow, got to report no way. to the office. Yeah, he had not yet adopted that rebel persona. By the way, it's amazing to think that at the time, 1977 or whatever this is, nobody ever thought to jump a motorcycle. When now, if you're to watch TV and you know uh, motocross and everything, you'd yeah, think X that games. motorcycles were built explicitly Just to fly. Yeah, Just right. to fly. Right. Yes. Have you ever done 15 before, Evil? Bill, I never have. I uh, missed a jump up in the northwestern part of the United States over 13, and I was uh, hospitalized and laid up for nearly five months, and I sure hope that doesn't happen today. <laughs> five months. Five Robert? months Now, that's the chance he's not being truthful about that, by the way. No. Because that was part of the mystique of Evil Knievel was all the broken bones, remember? He's yeah. It's... 73 broken, broken bones. Right, right. Well, but that said, it's 1975 medicine. Well, there's that. Think about uh, that. Robert I I, Robert, I Robert Craig Evil, E-V-E-L, Knievel. Are you attempting at that time? Uh, 13. 13, and you missed it? That's right. You're trying 15 today? Well, the parachute's ready, the motorcycle's ready, and I'm ready, and I'm not going to miss today. It's March 25th, 1967. Oh, the young 67. Evil is wearing a yellow helmet, Jeez. yellow and black leathers, and he's riding a Triumph. In front of him are 15 cars. Bill Fleming has the call from Gardena, California. Right now, now, at this point, he's not in front here. of Caesars, right? Oh, no. He's at some dirt track in, you know, small town California. Yellow Daredevil leathers yeah. and new racing helmet to attempt. He's not red, white, and blue at this point. He's yellow. In the background, nervous mm. up and down. An exciting moment here at Gardena, California, even for the young ones. To soar through the air, airborne for about 90 feet on a normal Triumph machine. By the way, those Triumph motorcycles were heavy. And they were not designed to jump, to say the least. No, I'm sure. As quickly as he can, and here he goes. And he makes it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, that was a, it's a lot of buildup for four seconds of action. Yeah. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so uh, I guess the NFL is saying what you thought you saw you didn't see when it came to Mike Evans and the two referees Mm -hmm. asking for what looked like an autograph after the game against Carolina. The NFL wouldn't say what it was. One report from Tom Pelissero, I believe, said, get ready for this, that it was Evans who was being given a phone number for a golf pro from one of the referees who went to college with him at Texas A&M. Really? That's what they want you to believe, but the integrity of the game is at stake, so you know that this could easily be fabrication. This could be fiction, because if there's anything that the NFL cannot have, it is a a suggestion that the fix is in. So they can never have that. And especially now that they've been fully embraced betting, they can't have that. So you you always take that some of the grain of salt. The claims, the claims that they were coordinating a golf pro is what I read. That it was they I were did, trying to didn't I that just he, say he, that? Did you not uh, hear me th- say that? I think you said something like that. They were trying to get Mike <laughs> Evans and it, yes, they needed he need the ref needed Mike Evans' phone number. And so Evans wrote his phone number down on the piece of paper. That's right. what they're claiming. He, here, here's, here's what the NFL says, that a golf pro wanted to reach out to Mike Evans to offer him golf lessons, but the golf pro did not have Mike Evans's number. But the golf pro knew one of the refs and tasked the ref to go get the number to Mike Evans right. for a golf lesson. I mean, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, that's the 
most yeah, cockamamie. Can get his own golf lessons? I mean, why yes. does he need the ref's golf pro for that? Plus, it would be an unsolicited thing. Like, hey, you know what? I can help you out with your swing. Well, yeah. How do I even know you? There's a million golf pros out there. It's, I can help. I can help Mike Evans with his board game collection. Do I? Do I send people to go ask for his number? <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't make sense. Yes, uh, Jeff Lamberth, side judge, went to Texas A and M. So did wideout Mike Evans, and the word was Evans uh, was giving his phone number to the uh, the referee to give to a golf pro. <laughs> sure. And okay. the NFL said uh, uh, they've been reminding, they've reminded the referees of, the, of avoiding the, even the appearance of impropriety when interacting with players, coaches, and club staff on game day, which is something every referee should know. I think they thought we're in the tunnel. Nobody can see yeah, us. Yeah, we're safe. Nobody will see us. That's Nobody right. Nobody can see yep. us. Now, I will say asking for his autograph after that game, in which not only did they lose, but he dropped <laughs> he a dropped stone cold them. touchdown. Dropped, that's right. That also seems kind of improbable, to be honest. Yeah. It, so well, you're right. I, I don't like, know. let's say, let's say that what we saw, the obvious, was true. Mm-hmm. Could the league admit it? And your answer, I think, is correct. The answer no, is no. They can't. They no. can't admit it. They would have they can't. to make no. up a story. They'll they'll sweep it under the rug before they'll acknowledge integrity of the game issues look at tim conaghy or whatever in the nba what was that you know who's the disgrace referee donaghy tim donaghy dude threw games all the time we know it there's zero doubt about it you should watch you watch the uh netflix documentary about it uh uh, i think it was called uh personal foul or uh Intentional Sounds roughing. Right. No, wait, that's a, that's a football term. Um, unnecessary roughness. No, that's also a former of personal league. foul, technical foul, something like foul, that. Yeah. yeah. Flagrant foul operation, there you fl- go. operation flagrant foul. It lays it all out for you. So, yeah. So this league, it still rolls on. I did see just today because one of the colleagues, one of my on-air colleagues at 97, three, the game, Brian Butch, former uh, Wisconsin basketball player has mm. been in agreement with me. That the league, the product is weak this year. The product is down. The product isn't it is. as tasty as normal. Well, you mm-hmm. say that with 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 absolute, you know, uh, calm indifference, not getting all hysterical, being factually honest. You know who has been pushing back the hardest against this? Former Green Bay Packer John Kuhn. Why? What what is Kuhn seeing on the field that he likes? What is what did he see in the <laughs> Packer Commander game that made him go oh? This is dude, a product we want televised to millions of people. Dude, you should hear him. It's uh, at one point I think I yelled at him. I said, "Look, uh, I, I said Troy Vincent already has the job you want with the league. You're not getting it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was like this caping uh, up for football, and it, and it would go on and on, and then there'd be text exchanges, and you know, even before the game on Sunday, before the Commanders Packers game. He texted me, and I texted back saying, listen, let's stop this nonsense. The NFL is the freakiest, hottest bitch I've ever had a roll in the hay with, okay? I'm not going to quit her at any time in the near future. That said, when she wakes up with a cocaine hangover, looking like (laughs) shit, mascara all over, dress torn, I have the right to look at her and go, Jesus, babe, 
Get your shit together. <laughs> what happened? Can I'm you like, remember who you were? Babe, what the fuck? Get your shit together. It's 11 on a Sunday morning. Let's go. So that's my <laughs> stance on that. He's very much defending of the league, defending of the game, and he's trying to spin it. But no, the product's been subpar, in part it because the, the, the quarterback class of 2021 is looking like more and more a bust. Trevor oh, yeah. Lawrence... Zach mm-hmm. Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Now we got to talk about that from last night. Yeah. The Mac Jones benching that Belichick says was part of the plan. Really? Well, okay. Here's why I think it was because when the ESPN broadcast pre kickoff, Joe Buck said, "We're we've been told you're going to see both quarterbacks." And oh, really? So. Yep, Joe Buck said that then. So I do think I do think Why? that was the plan. Why would Belichick well, try this? The old "Hey, we're going to play two guys" thing has been tried sporadically through the years. It has yeah, never, never been met with any kind no. of success. It is. I think it was because he felt, you know, not that Belichick gives a damn about feelings, but I think he, I think he believed that the best thing for Mac Jones's psyche and trying to keep that kid level was to give him the opportunity to go out and play a good game and get his job back if he played well enough. But he but he expected that that he knew that Bailey Zappy Zappy Hour had yeah. played better and he looked like the better quarterback. He knew he knew there was a ton of momentum behind that kid. And he didn't want to shut that down either and I think he was trying to have it both ways and and give Mac Jones the illusion of having had a chance to hold that job. I think he would have had to have gone out and played almost perfectly to hold off Zappy through that game. And Zappy came out and looked better. He didn't look perfect. He looked better. And the way Chicago won was by beating Belichick's defense, not by Bailey Zappy giving the game away. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Tom Landry famously, towards the end of Stallback's career, force alternated series by series. Stallback, and I want to say Danny White. Danny White. Yeah, I think it was Danny White. And Stallback, who's in the Hall of Fame, is like, this is fucking bullshit. But he <laughs> right. he, he, <laughs> went, he went along <laughs> with it as, as much as he could. Although, basically, you know, Landry forced retired Stallback because he wouldn't let Stallback change any plays. He would be like, no, you got to run the plays that I send in there. Which yeah. is kind of crazy that, you know, Roger Stallback got sick of uh, Tom Landry's shit and just up and retired. But there have been other cases along the years. If you got two quarterbacks, you have how many, Charge? None. You got zero. You, you got no none. quarterbacks. So you got to right. pick one and stick with it because logically you're like, okay, why would it be smart to th- take a quarterback out of the game who's already been seeing the types of pressures the defense is putting on, the coverages that have been unfolding in the in the you know secondary, uh, to know that the left guard can't hold off so-and-so, so I've got to be quicker mm-hmm. on plays to that side. Uh, the new guy comes in, he's got to figure this shit out all on his own, and then he's out of the game all of a sudden. Why? Let me ask you this. Why don't we let quarterbacks who have been in the league long enough call their own, call plays? Their own plays like yeah. we used to in the old days? Fran Tarkin called his own plays here. What if could Tom Brady would the, would the Tom Brady offense be any worse than it is now? It's the worst offense in the league the way it's being called. Did, would Tom Brady make that offense worse by calling his own plays? I don't think so. That's a great, I'd love to see what happens. That's a great question. I think it, it it happens in two instances to a certain degree. One, Peyton Manning was basically calling his own plays 
at the end of his career when he'd line up under center and sit there and just look and look and look and watch, and he would call out all these audibles, and he would figure yep. out where to go with the ball just looking at the defense, right? So he'd he was, Omaha every play, yes. Yeah, he'd Omaha every play, and he was pretty much looking. Uh, he was ordering off the menu, just boom. He just sat down. He's like, all right, we'll do this. And then you've got these RPOs now where guys like Rodgers are able to call the other play if they see a certain front. And mm-hmm. Rodgers calls them run solutions, you know, like, oh, oh we got a run solution fancy. for this yeah. front. And a right. lot of them, a lot of them are like, no, actually, you should have stuck with the original play, which was a pass because they showed you a certain front because they didn't want you to pass. And you took the bait. You, and you, you bit it. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. And you ran and you mm-hmm. should not have. So I think there's ah. some of that going on. Uh, you know, you could try it. I don't know if it'd be any better or not because I think defenses are so sophisticated and offensive offensive coordinators so value there. Well, we designed this play, we practiced this play, and I know we should run it on second and four or less in the middle of the field against this particular front or personnel package, so run it. Yeah. They want that. They don't want the quarterback playing Cowboy. Uh, all right, I want to ask you, speaking of Brady, Last week at this time, you 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 said you were done with Brady, and that you were you would you decided that his his comparison with military service was ridiculous. He has since Correct. apologized. So, apology accepted or not? <laughs> not from me. Fuck him. I still hope he breaks a leg and has to retire midseason. I'm standing firm on that. That said, I got an email. Did I forward you this? No. Interesting that you would bring this up out of the blue. What caused you to bring this up out of the blue? Well, it was, I saw his apology. You and I talked about this for 10 minutes. Oh, I know. Week, so I wanted to circle back and see if you accepted the apology. Okay. So here we go. You ready? I get mm-hmm. this email from one Charles Braley. Title, Polite F.U. Mm. Steve, love you. Tamp down your indignity on the Brady comp to deployment. You don't know what you're talking about, and service families (parentheses like ours) politely advise you to STFU. <laughs> not okay. a big, not a big deal, but knock it off, please. Thanks, mm. Charlie. I find it funny that he would say, "Shut the fuck up," but it's not a big deal. That seemed like no. Okay, no, uh, well, uh, shut no, the fuck means, up. He means he means what Brady said wasn't a big deal. That's what I think he's saying. Oh, okay. I think that's I what he's res- saying. I responded with, "Oh, okay. I'm not allowed to have an opinion. What do you What do you know about my family and my friends? Because mm-hmm. he played the mili- yeah. service families like ours, implying right." That I lack the that right. I lack the standing that he has that elevated standing of righteousness like we're the only ones allowed to have an opinion on this not you he doesn't know who in my family serves uh, or for, for that matter we don't know that he served he just said family was it his great grandfather was it his grandson how at what at what level how far removed are you from service when you can say it's in my family. My father served. Right. So am I part of the Air Force family? 
And, I don't I don't think so. I don't consider myself that. And just because you acronymize STFU, it doesn't really mm-hmm. soften the sentiment behind it. It's one of the harsher retorts you can have in today's society. Shut the fuck up. Are, Why are would you? a guy be motivated to email me to tell me to STFU on something that's just an opinion? Uh, well, I you know, know, two it's, theories. You know, welcome to social media, by the way. This I was mean, a, you know, this was an email though, an email where he put his it's name like, to it, and I give well, him and, and some I, credit, I credit for, for that. that. But, he, but but he but I replied and asked, okay, I'm not allowed of an opinion. What do you know about? He didn't respond after this. I could have said, okay, I'd love to learn more about why you feel this way. Could you elaborate? I could have said that. That would be the polite thing to do. But you don't know. You don't know that. So I got two theories. Want to hear the two theories? Yes. Theory one is he's a huge Brady fan. <laughs> yeah, he's a Patriots fan. But that could be well, or a Bucks well, fan, or or just a Brady fan. Sure. I, he's a Brady fan, and he's a Bucks fan, and he's hoping the season can be salvaged. So shut the fuck up. The other theory is that he's. Uh, a Democrat, and he knows that I'm not liberal, and he thinks that I am somehow weaponizing this in a political fashion because the oh. vitriol, the vitriol of that email implies an underlying political anger to it. That's my only two theories. I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that from the email. But okay, maybe. well, I don't know why a guy would do that. I, I want to learn more. Maybe, maybe me, was it me calling for an injury going too far? It probably was. Okay. Yeah. People don't want yeah. to go there. I find myself physical injury on people. No. I was specific saying, I don't want a head injury. I don't want any paralysis. <laughs> I said, I want a good broken <laughs> leg. A, that was very nice of you. A clean break. What about a fracture? What, not, what have, not bone sticking out of a leg. What if I had wished for a non-agonizing <laughs> torn ACL? Like say Brees Hall. <laughs> it's a bad week for ACLs, by the way. Yes, there was a, a lot of injuries across the across the league. So I can't yeah, wish for Brady to get injured to end his season in any way, shape, or form. That's bad uh, form. You can't do that. Yeah, it's okay. it's bad form. People think it's bad form. Bad can I root for him to lose? Oh hell yeah! Okay, Absolutely. can I can yeah. I say every week? Fuck Brady, that narcissistic douchebag. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because you're identifying what you think he is. You might be wrong, but you're identifying what you think he is. And actually, it's a case you can make that's pretty strong. Now, can you wish you can't wish physical injury on somebody without you looking like the bad guy, nor mental injury? I don't think you can. I don't think you can ask for him to become bipolar, for example. I want him to become bipolar. <laughs> I want him to end up somewhere on the DSM registry of uh, known mental conditions. <laughs> I don't think you can do that either. Well, I don't think you can. Well, he is swirling the drain. It looks like Rogers is swirling the drain. It looks like yeah. and I have to ask yeah. you as a lifelong Viking fan who has been tormented by Rodgers. Granted, yes. he has not taunted you guys like he has the Bears and the Bear fans no. with I still fucking own you, in part because he hasn't owned the Vikings as much as the no, Bears. No, he's, he's about 500 lifetime against the Vikings. Right, but still, you have a chance now to watch a great nemesis mm-hmm. in your neighborhood finally exit stage left. Tell me the level of giddiness you have right now at the demise, it appears, of Aaron Charles Rogers. 
It is not giddiness born of any of any resentment towards Aaron Rodgers. It's a resentment towards the fan base that, as as you and I have discussed, people don't realize the Twin Cities effectively a border town to Wisconsin, and all of these Wisconsinites that grew up loving the Packers all come to the Twin Cities when they want a job or they want to have, you know, a girlfriend with all the teeth or whatever. Or so they come here and, or culture they, or the theater culture, right, exactly. or major yes, concerts. Yes. Yep. Then they all come here. And what do they bring with them? 30 years of the kind of arrogance you only get with three decades of hall of fame quarterbacking and to have them knocked down a peg mm. feels pretty good. Is there any fear that he's going to get his shit together and they're going to save the season? Well, with Vikings fans, yes, because we can't, we never feel like we can take for granted that the Packers okay. are out of it. Because for most of us, it's been our entire adult lifetime waiting for the Packers right. to return to the Lynn Dickey era. Right. So Michael Myers is wounded, but you still are worried <laughs> right. because That's you're right. living an episode of Halloween and you're not quite sure he's actually dead. Well, we'll see what sure. happens on Sunday against Buffalo, to be sure. We'll end on this. I sent you a little uh, exercise, thought exercise. You got it, right? Yes. Yep. All right. I I came upon this phrase just looking at a clip online in which I said to myself, I fucking love her. A public figure, female, in which you love her for more than just she's hot. Who falls in the category of, you know what? I fucking love her. I've got three. I'll start with one. Kay Adams, I fucking love her. She's so hot. She's so <laughs> dynamic on TV. She's yeah. not some empty head that's just been coached up to sound like she knows or likes football. She really does. I fucking love that girl. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting Kay Adams on her way up um, when she was still doing local stuff in, I believe, St. Louis. And the thing I love about Kay Adams is She's totally legit. She knew and loved football, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Sure. And granted, uh, without a doubt, you know, the fact that she's by any standard objectively beautiful has helped her career. But she's totally legit with what she knows and how good she is at her job. And I think that's a, I think it's completely valid. Kay Adams is fantastic. All right. Give me one on the you know what? I fucking love her. You're not going to like this, but I don't care because I get to do what I want with my answer. Correct. I mean, I don't have to conform to anything. No, correct? no. All right, good. But if you say Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I'm hanging up. On you. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to. And you'll never have seen this coming. You ready? I fucking love Dr. Joyce Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of the most fascinating stories in lifetimes ever. She's amazing. Let me give you just a couple of highlights from Dr. Joyce Brothers, because you and I are old enough to remember when she was doing like the Carson show. And By the she way, was doing like she's, Hollywood Square. She's dead now. You know that yeah, she died in 2013. But OK, you, right. you, you love Dr. Joyce Brothers, TV personality, advice columnist and writer. That's correct. Um she, and there is a sports angle to this as well, but key thing, a couple of key points. Number one, she's brilliant, and she becomes the first woman to ever be accepted into Columbia's 
PhD program for uh, for psychology. And the dean, at the same time that he lets her in, this is the 1950s, lets her in, tells her, we don't want you here. We want you to drop out. But because you meet all of the qualifications, we can't accept you. But because you're a woman, we don't want you here. And she would end up being the first woman to ever graduate from there. Now, she's postgraduate here, and she's got her doctorate right. in psychology. She decides she wants to be on the $64,000 question, which is the game show which we would later learn was rigged. Um, but she decides she wants to be on it. This is different said, than the $64,000 pyramid? It is different. This okay. was the $64,000 question okay. uh, from the 50s. How, how, much, a, how much was the pyramid? Was the pyramid $64,000 It was, well? and still, I think it still is to this day. Okay. I think right. the pyramid's still on. Uh, now, boys and girls, uh, back when uh, $64,000 was all the money a in lot the world. Of money. That's right. Life-changing right. money. Okay, go ahead. Yes. So she decides she wants to get on the show. Smart enough to realize that, and, and you have to have an area of expertise to be on the show. You have to be cut. You have to pronounce yourself an expert in something. She sends in a headshot, and Dr. Joyce Brothers is very attractive. She's blonde haired. She's pretty. She's young. Well, you got to look at it. Oh, you look at the, oh yeah, the old, she the photos from the fifties. Yeah, she no, she was she was smoking she was. hot back then, but uh, age didn't age did not do her well uh, as she went along. But yeah, okay. She says. She sends in a photo of herself, says, I'm an expert in boxing. Now, they, 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 uh, they accept her onto the show. Problem is, she doesn't know anything about boxing. But she was smart enough to know that if it was a beautiful girl talking about boxing, they might just put her on. So she starts cramming on boxing. And she learns enough that she gets by the first round of the $64,000 question. This thing, it's a, it works in multipliers. So you multiply up in money, 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 money. And the questions become harder and harder and harder. And eventually, she's now been on the show for a, a, a series of weeks. And she keeps answering all these boxing questions right. And the writers, because this thing's rigged, decide they want her off the show. So they trap her. And they write an entire episode of, of this. It is only questions about the referees of the boxing matches and she knew it and she won anyway, threw it in her face and she became a, she became, that is, that is how she rose to become a prominent figure and would go in on to use her psychology degree for all kinds of talk shows and, and articles and, you know, syndicated columns and stuff like that. Well, I think it's a great story. That is a great story. And uh, for you listeners, I, I think we hooked into another Hedy Lamar. Charge obviously has been watching a whole lot of a &E biographies. So if you enjoyed that, uh, you're welcome. If you are yelling at Charge right now, I apologize. I was looking for something more That's simple. That's what you're doing. You're uh, yelling at me. I'm not <laughs> yelling. Here, I'll give you one more. You know what? I saw this girl. I fucking love Megan Trainer. I don't know who that is. Get all about that bass, Megan Trainer. That is, is that a song? You don't know who Megan Trainer is. No, I'm googling her right now. Wow. I wrote all about that bass and songs Here like that, is. like Me Too. I, it it was more like songs that I wish were on the radio. You know, songs that I've never heard on the radio. Um, and when I saw what it did to fans, when I met them in meet and greets, or, or I met their parents, and they would say, "This song." 
changed my kids' life. Like, they were too depressed to get up and go to school, and now they love themselves and they're happy. So every album, I'm like, we need to always put in a self-love anthem because it's something that we're all working on every day. I love her spunk. I love the fact that she is not super hot. She doesn't have, like, a Hollywood body, per se. She's not no, necessarily She's not necessarily the best singer out there, but she basically was writing these hooks for pop stars. And then decided, you know what? Fuck it. I, I should could do this myself. <laughs> I can do this myself. And she writes a great hook for a mega hit, uh, such as All About That Bass, records it herself, and becomes a star in her own right. And I just love her vibe. I fucking love that girl. One more charge. Do you have one more of the yes, I fucking I'm not love gonna that prattle girl. on. I'm not gonna prattle ah, on. That's this, okay. I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay in music. But since you've done that. Dolly Parton. I love Dolly Parton. I think she's. I think Dolly Parton is freaking amazing. Because her songs have his songs have reached number one twenty six times. She's hit the chart one hundred and ten different times. She has forty six Grammy Award nominations. She's been in the Country Music Hall of Fame for twenty years. And when she eventually got to a point where she had more money than she could ever spend, what does she do? She creates the world's biggest child literacy program that sends 10 million free books to children under six years old across the world every year. Dolly Parton is, Parton is a freaking icon who has done more, uh, more with her life and more with her fame and have done more good things than almost anybody. And you can't find a person who has anything bad to say about Dolly Parton after whatever, 60 years in the business. And you know what? I never found out if those are real or not. Well, they're not. Oh, okay. Did she have one of the first set of implants in modern American pop culture? You know, I I'm I don't know that it was medically one of the first, but it had to be one of the first that was like obvious and you know notarized, right? Because that's right. what she was known for for yeah, a long time. Exactly. All right. You know what, Charge? I like it. I'm also stunned that you had no idea who Megan Trainer was. But it tells me, get, tells me, speed on that. T- right. It tells me that you are just busy, neck deep in your own weirdo musical groups that you love. And I say that weirdo with the most affection possible. They are weird. It's all true. I, it's all true. I don't uh, deny it. <laughs> all right, Charge. We'll bump out to Megan Trainer, and we'll talk next week. GuillotineLeagues.com. I'll be going to form a new league there now because I am tapped out. Crap city. And it was fun while it lasted, but it's time to re-rack it and give it one more go. Thank you, bud. Bye, Zay. There you go. Didn't know who this was. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Hey, I'm bringing booty back. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win. 
and simple to get paid, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.